Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the uh, Lockdown Beers and Hash Rugby Chat. Or just Rugby Chat, actually. Jeez, Hash Rugby Chat, that's a show that we used to do about, uh, oh, maybe two years ago now. Wow, wow, long time ago. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's going back in a while. Um, hope you're all safe and keeping well uh, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, let's uh, stay, let's follow the rules and get out of this lockdown as quickly as possible and get vaxxed, folks. Um, a big uh, Super Saturday, isn't it, this weekend, where they're trying to get lots of people vaxxed. I'm double vaxxed now and uh, very happy to be so. Um, so, uh, look, I hope you will do um, as well. Uh, be nice seeing on our why Sky's been pushing it on the um, during the rugby games. They've been mentioning it and uh, using the rugby getting behind it for this weekend as well. So that's all kind of cool. Oh, on the export to gold this weekend. Um, so this weekend, this day. It's, a, it's a Wednesday. It's not even a weekend, is it? Jeez, uh, I'm all over the place. Shows how you lose track of time when you are on uh, when you're in lockdown and all this kind of stuff. Um, lots of stuff going on. I've totally lost track of time today. I thought it was about like three o'clock in the afternoon or two o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, suddenly it's five o'clock. Wow, bang. Um, so hopefully uh, you're getting to the end of your work days and you've got what you need done. I haven't, as you can probably tell. <laughs> in the, on the news today, um, the uh, Chiefs women's side have announced their captain and their first player. Uh, so we will hear um, from her and also uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, World Rugby has uh, uh, done a uh, made an announcement around clothing um, alteration. Um, and also we'll have a chat about the November tour. Plus anything you guys put in the live chat, um, I'm getting messages. You can put like, think messages in the live chat on Facebook uh, and YouTube. Or if you're on Twitter, just reply to the tweet because um, uh, Twitter doesn't allow you to actually uh, put comments in anymore. So uh, you can do it that way if you would like to. Um, anyway, look, oh, five o'clock. It's just gone over. So time to crack open that beer, folks. Close those work emails uh, and start to wind down for uh, the evening. Talking of the evening, we have um, at 8 p.m. today. I think it'll probably be our last um, standoff show of the season. Um, unless there are any specials that we do, uh, the boys want to do during the off-season. And they'll be doing their awards show tonight. Um, so that's our rugby league show, folks. Um, a couple of big news stories as well that we'll cover off on. Uh, so do join them for that at 8 p.m. this evening. I'll be behind the scenes in the live chat. So do join me for a chat as well. 
um, on that one. Um, so congratulations to Les Elder, who has been announced as the uh, Chiefs captain. Um, she was also the captain of the uh, Chiefs women's team for their exhibition game against the Blues earlier this season. Um, and uh, I got to have an interview and a chat with her uh, as part of a media stand-up with two, two, two whole media people turned up. Um, so uh, I thought it'd be fun to just share that video. It's not very long. Um, and you can hear her thoughts um, about uh, what um, it means to be captain, what it means to get the, this opportunity um, for, the, um, for, for the women. Looking here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so congrats on the uh, captaincy. Quite an honour. Yeah, it is. Thank you. Um, yes, huge honour. But I mean, like I've said to, before, I think it's just exciting for us to just get the opportunity to play in the Chiefs jersey. So I'm more excited about what the team's going to experience this weekend and everything. What are you going to bring to the uh, leadership and uh, big plans and big pre-match uh, or anything like that? Nah, nah, we just keep it simple and just what we've been doing already. Um, no massive changes or, yeah, wouldn't change anything. Just just mainly enjoying the week, the build-up, um, enjoying the moments on the day and just playing well, I guess. It's going to be the best thing as a leader. Any of the girls um, who are leading, who are all leaders. So they will just put their best foot out there playing some good rugby. That's all we want to see, yeah. So is it quite a unique area um, something you can maybe look back on the time because of the nature of what we've got here. Yeah, I mean, it's really exciting, but I don't want to look too much into into that. I mean, at the end of the day, um, leadership, captaincy, those sorts of things, it's an action, not a title. So um, I think for us, it's just letting the week unfold, enjoying the week's building, um, and then going out there and just playing well. Well, it's just been joined by Con. How are you doing, sir? Good, thank you, Paul. Thanks for having me. Sorry, I interrupted your video, did I? Not at all. Not at all. This is just, just, uh, just so you're aware, and so everyone else was reminded of us. This is a video I took earlier in the year when uh, the uh, Chiefs played the Blues as part of their exhibition game. This is Les Elder, who is the captain of the Chiefs in that game and has also been named captain for next year as well. This was our pre, um, pre game interview. So I'll just play the rest of the video. Yeah, continue. Um, so yeah. Sorry? Sorry, no, go for it, mate. So far, she looks. She's talking about the excitement that it's the opportunity, the opportunity uh, yeah, for the players. Black ferns and things like that. Um, what's that going to be like? Um, scoring a different team here, um, being able to you know bring lessons that you've had here. Yeah. Well, I think I'm really lucky that we've got a, a group of leaders. You know, Chelsea Ali from Waikato and Adiana from County. So. I'll, I'll lean to lean on those girls. We've got a, a, a number of black women in this team as well, so the expectation will be for them to lead. I'm definitely not doing it alone, and I've got some great support around them. So I think it's an interesting event. I think at the moment, we've just got our leadership group running at the moment in the black room. Again, six, eight, Ten of us. Um, we're working really well in that space. No one's really worried about that at the moment. We just want to keep the baseline and the foundation right for our team. Um, and then when we get it time, we'll cover the bridge. But yeah, same for every. Yeah. 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 Yeah
I mean, there's been talks of it for a little while, and I guess as a, a rugby player, you always have that sort of fantasy or that vision, like imagine if we got to play in a Chiefs jersey. Um, really cool that I'm going to get to experience that, and then Chris is a woman that goes through as well. Um, hopefully, it just turns into something more, and um, we get a more of a permanent or established competition. Um, um, and uh, obviously, in the club competition at the moment, and uh, obviously, I guess you were all playing yesterday. So, how how were? Uh, it's kind of difficult to just come to the straight out of the game and then into the final training session. How we have the game? It's not not the standard preparation, is it? No, I mean, it's sort of I mean, rugby isn't standard. You know, we do things a little bit differently. Um, but that's just the, the nature of things, I guess. And we've always known, um, management is really clear on, on what the training build-ups of the game look like. And obviously with today's um, session, they're quite smart around how they're going to manage that. Um, a lot of it's a clarity, so it won't be too heavy on the body. But probably it'll be a good thing for the girls just to flush out into the game. Uh, and uh, how was the game yesterday for you? I actually had the weekend off. My husband graduated on Friday, <laughs> so um, I didn't play club rugby yesterday. But and in the Bay of Plenty, we actually play our games on a Sunday. So our club is playing today. Yeah. So the league, so the club can cope without the without the players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, going into this game, um, I guess there's a whole bunch of players who won't have experienced being in a big stadium like that. How do you look after these with the younger and the more unique experienced players heading into what is going to be the biggest, biggest game of their lifetime? Yeah, I think for us it's just like what I've said, they just need to enjoy the moment and that's all it is. I don't think there's going to be huge expectation placed on these girls to, you know, do anything outside what they're already good at. Um, it's a rare opportunity and we may not get this back, who knows? So it's just about enjoying the lead in, enjoying the day. Um, and as long as you're going out there and putting your best foot forward and giving it your all, um, we're all going to be pretty happy. So that's probably the best thing we've seen this year. Cool. <laughs> just on the future plans, all right. Um, and for that one, so Les always good. She gives us lots of time. Um, I've interviewed her a number of times after after um, various games. Uh, but so yeah, look, the, just the um, the opportunity and the excitement of, of, of being of this is is clearly coming through on that one. And also, I think, Colin, the other piece there, she says, we don't do things standard way in women's rugby. And uh, I think that's that's something that, 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 uh, that they, they're used to being made to uh, sort of bounce around from one thing to another or not have the proper preparation. Hopefully that, that'll improve uh, over time, though. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I, th I thought it was interesting how they're going to do it with the four teams. I understand why, easier for the schedule and everything like that. Um, I assume that team down south being from that region is going to do pretty well but um uh she's a great player and it's a good it's a good start you know uh for them so i think our chiefs team will be wow that'll be good They're all the team i honestly i've got no idea um uh the form of 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 those teams that because i'm assuming they're going to derive their players from the the local regions but as we know with super rugby it doesn't it doesn't they don't need to um, but there's a decent chance they will. Uh, that's kind of how I think it, it, it often starts. I think back to Super Rugby in the in the 90s, in the early 90s, they tended to be pretty. It was kind of the 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 merger of the NPC team, NPC teams inside those regions ended up making up the Super Rugby teams, and it wasn't until more recent times that it's a bit more of a free market. Um, so, do you think that 
it'll tend to follow that rule or do you think it'll be a bit more free to start with? Um, well, having talked, having done an interview with the head coach of Y Cat, of oh, sorry, the Chiefs, um, asking him basically, yeah, would would his uh, would his team be only from the, uh, the the unions? Because when they did the Blues, when they did the Chiefs versus Blues ex- exhibition game, all the players and all the coaches were purely from the the, the provinces. So yeah. the Blues was purely from Auckland, North Harbour, and um, Northland, and the Chiefs were purely from. Canis Manukau, um, Waikato, Bay of Plenty, and Taranaki. Uh, and as you heard there, she talked about two players in uh, which were the captains of White. She, she's the captain of um, Bay of Plenty, and she mentioned Chelsea Alley and gone blank as to the counties. Manukau captain. I'm sorry, she's a fantastic player. Um, but those uh, she mentioned those two players. Name dropped and joined that interview. So, um, but when talking to the Chiefs head coach, no, he was. He said that whilst they would predominantly be from there. If he saw a player that was available that they, that they wanted outside of that, then he would go get them. So absolutely, I think that's the that's why you do it, and it would be weird if it was any other way. I mean, it shouldn't be. It'll be interesting to know what the percentage is. I'd imagine it will be a small percentage outside the region, um, maybe because of the the fact of um, what it would cost to, to to have players relocating and everything like that. But I'd hope that in sort of two or three years, you do get that you know a similar structure to Super Rugby where. I don't know what the actually, Paul. You might be able to tell us if you take a the average team, a you know, Highlanders or a Crusaders. Um, uh, what's the percentage of players that actually uh, played their club rugby in? In I know you're probably not going to know this offhand, but if you have any opinion, <laughs> percentage of players that uh, thank played you, their club you, rugby for, in. For, for, for straight in with that question. Um, I don't yeah. know. What I do know is that I remember Auckland uh, provincial team putting out a tweet. Uh, and wishing their players in all five Super Rugby teams good luck for the weekend. Oh, yeah. So, um, oh, they're a factory farm for the rest of them, you know, and and so they should be with that population centre. I mean, the the Blues, the the, the Auckland based players that the All Blacks that play ply their trade in different regions is quite a phenomenal list, you know. Uh, going back a few years, you know, Kieran Reid and and um, you know multiple other players that you know never played for the Blues, um, you know should have, uh, and and it would be cool if it, you know it might be let, let's say it's fifty percent, let's say it's fifty percent of the players in in the average Super Rugby region actually come from uh, you know the clubs in that region. Um, well, it's, it's not going to start. So if you look at if you look at something like the Crusaders, the Crusaders are almost exclusively um, from. Uh, Pardon me, from Canterbury and, and Tasman, and, and increasingly so. Um, so, if you look at their new hires each year, uh, you'll find that they're all from those two provinces, plus maybe one. Particularly other. in the last four, four, four or so years, right? They've, yeah. Um... So they've, they've so they've really they've really on that route. Whereas the Highlanders, let's be honest, if you've if your catchment area is Otago and um, and the Southland, you're not talking of two teams that have been in the the MPC finals. Um, sort of four out of the six teams in the past three years, which is what you are talking about with the Crusaders, with, with, with Canterbury and Tasman. So um, they have to go outside their region. So for the Highlanders, it's much higher than, say, the um, than, than, than say the, uh, the Crusaders. It's very different. Yeah, so it, it depends on each one. And that's one of the reasons why you've got that. Only one team in the South Island is Southland doesn't even have a women's Farrah Palmer Cup team. Mm. Yeah. So the Highlanders one would just be Otago. You know, Otago are a championship team. They're not even a. They're not a um, 
Oh, sorry, no, they're a premiership team, but they came last. So they're going to be a championship team next year. So expecting a tam- champ- effectively a championship team to step up to Super Rugby would be a, um, a tall ask, to put it nicely. Yeah. Um, whereas if you think about, um, I'll just, if I just uh, quickly share the, uh, the, the Farrah Palmer table, um, you'll be able to see how that kind of works out. So for um, uh, the, the, the the Southern team, and I've just got blank in my head, um, Matitigi, as to the, the name of it, sorry, folks, my bad. Um, but uh, if we just uh, up there, so they're going to have basically Canterbury who came top um, and then lost the final Otago uh, who came last in the uh, premiership. And if we scroll down, to Tasman, who came last in the championship. Mm. So effectively, it's going to be Canterbury, that team. Um, you look at, uh, you then look at um, the Chiefs, who will have Waikato, who came second, Canis Manukau, who came fifth, and Bay of Plenty, who came sixth, but all premiership teams, plus Taranaki, plus the odd player from Taranaki, because uh, they came last down here. So having three, nearly half of the premiership in their catchment area, you'd expect the Chiefs to be Pretty much pretty all. Good. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good way to look at it. No, interesting. Then you say the, uh, the 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 Blues, Auckland, fourth, Northland second, and um, Harbour fourth. So again, Auckland uh, will possibly go out outside for a couple of players, particularly from counties. You think? Yeah. Um, as uh, uh, the one of the counties women's team actually won the Auckland uh, um, club competition this year. Because uh, they enter a team into that because of the lack of uh, the, the sort of lack of competition within counties, um, and then finally Wellington, or sorry, the, the Hurricanes have got you got Wellington at the top there, um, which is their only um, Premiership team, along with Manawatu who are going to get who are going to get uh, promoted, Hawks Bay who lost in that uh, Championship final, uh, and that's their three okay. teams. So again, oh no, they T- might Taranaki be, forms part of. What Taranaki is, is now a Chiefs team. Ah, okay, of cool, course. Cool. Yeah, yeah, okay, interesting. So, so yeah, so much if you look at <laughs> if you look at this, um, yeah, the Chiefs should be the strongest team. Yeah, and particularly, you know, this weekend when you when you look at the fact that they they pipped the Canterbury team as well. So, you know, yep. recently sort of. Um, Bias. When I initially looked at that, when I initially heard the announcement, it was before the final, and I thought, well, Canterbury won the last, what, five finals? Four finals? Um, They probably don't need too much more assistance to, you know, (laughs) I know you said they'll they'll only get a handful of players. You're probably right, um, particularly when you look at that, but they'll definitely scratch together a few from, from Otago and Tasman, and hopefully, you know, if it goes well, they'll all teams will be able to pinch a couple of players from different regions, uh, maybe next year or the, or the year after. Um, this year it would be cool as well, and so I sort of thought they'll be they'll be pretty lethal. But when you show me these stats, it, it does it does make sense now. You know, um, you've really got you know three regions, almost three region each, three regions each, isn't it? And some regions are, are doing a lot better than others. So Waikato looks looks pretty hot. Yeah, so the Blues have got three regions. Um, the Chiefs have got four. The Hurricanes have got three. Um, and then you've got uh, the, the the Crusaders have two. And the um, Highlanders Sorry, have three, two. Right? 
Sorry? Crusaders will... Oh, sorry, sorry, excuse me. So yep. oh, Crusaders then, have... And then when you when you move over to the women's one where they've got um, the, 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 the new team um, down in the South Island um, that um, is called um, Matatu, um, the, um, uh, they will have three there, yes, Tasman, uh, uh, Canterbury and Otago. So, yes, so all... tell us about this matter too. I, I, I don't know anything about this. Oh, so the name of the, the South Island team is going to be matter too. Ah, oh, okay. So it's going to be. Um, it's not going to be called Crusade, uh, Canterbury Plus. It's not going to okay. be called Crusade. Yeah, it's not going to be called Canterbury Plus or 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 or, um, <laughs> or, 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 or Crew Landers or anything like that. No. <laughs> yeah, um, okay. Cool. No, that's good. Matter um, too. Okay, that's not, that's cool. Um, and they they now and 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 unsurprisingly. They announced uh, well. Unsurprisingly, Kenry Cotsey was one of their announced players last um, yesterday when they announced five players for their team. So, um, but that all. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Also included um, Pippa Love, who I think is from Otago, from memory, um, who is also a Black Fern as well. So they, they've, they've announced some players, I say, from, from, the, from their provinces um, already. Uh, we also with five players, and the Chiefs have followed up this week today with one player. So we're starting to see some named more than we can say from Moana Pacifica, um, for example, who haven't named any players yet, uh, even though some have been leaked, um, as we discussed last night. Uh, so yeah, no, it's, it's um, look, it's good. It's heading in the right direction. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Look of all Yeah. Um, also um, today, and. Uh, I noticed I got a little alert through from um, uh, from from, uh, from stuff uh, because I um, have uh, stuff set up to uh, to give me little alerts around various jobs. Uh, and uh, one of the things, one of the alerts I've set up is that it tells me about all the rugby jobs in New Zealand. Um, and uh, this uh, role came up today, and uh, which I found rather interesting. Uh, so I'll just quickly share. Do you, do you, are you about to ask for some help with your CV? Or? Well, unfortunately, it, look, unfortunately, I, I can't move down to Wellington. To, sorry, to get to Wellington to um, to do the job. Um, but um, as you can see, that New Zealand Rugby is looking for a new head of women's rugby, which is interesting timing, um, considering yeah. they are they've just launched um, the um, the new women's Super Rugby competition. Uh, uh, so, but the so the lady who was who was part of the announcement of that, and I should know her name because she's she just connected with me on LinkedIn. 
as I was going to try and interview her about all this, but obviously now that she's resigned, uh, <laughs> is going to do something else. It's a bit difficult. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yes, the so that job has just come up. So, uh, folks, if you think you um, if you think you can take Kate Sexton's role and uh, and lead women's rugby forward in New Zealand, um, then go ahead and apply. Uh, because uh, yes, the, uh, the uh, that uh, that role is up for grabs um, at the moment. So, which is which I found as yeah interesting timing to do the biggest announcement of your career and then to resign. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty exciting. Like you know, I mean, as far as getting this launched, uh, presumably she has a reasonable degree of should get a reasonable degree of credit for it. And um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know, how it's how it's going. We've got the the World Cup. Um, and you just, just, it's it, just won a gold medal, you know, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's all, it's all pretty, pretty positive, uh, on, um, on the women's side of the game in New Zealand. So, uh, yeah, it'd be a pretty, pretty exciting time to take a job like that because although some people, you know, prefer to take a role when it's in a difficult position and see if they can, you know, bring it up. But, um, but I'd, I'd say, yeah, it's a, it'll be interesting to see who, 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 who nabs that role. Yeah, look, I'm also, also being a bit flippant about the timing of this one. And let's be honest, Kate Sexton's been in the role for about seven years, I think it is. Uh, and the the state of women's rugby, whilst we would love it to have grown quicker than it, than it has done and could have, would have, should have. Um, but let's be honest, she's leaving the women's game in a much healthier position than she, than, than, she, uh, than she picked it up in. It's heading in the right direction. As I say, would we have liked it to have gone quicker? Have we been critical about the speed of change? Absolutely, we have. But you've got to give you've got to give her the cute, uh, the uh, the credit of growing the game and having heading constantly heading in the right direction. Um, so absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, the um, world rugby on that side of things, it's going to affect the women's game more than the men's game. I think uh, world rugby has now changed the rules around um, uh, the clothes that uh, you can wear when playing rugby. Stockings. Because, Tights, yes. Tights or leggings you're allowed to have now? Leggings, that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, not stockings. stockings. <laughs> Slightly sexist comment, but yeah. <laughs> um, I assume stockings well, would be allowed if you so chose, but they probably wouldn't uh, last on a you, uh, 4G to, or 5G pitch or whatever you call it. When you go for a run in, in stockings, that's entirely up to you. That's right, yeah. Um, what I do on my Saturday night, it's my own business, isn't it? Exactly. Um, the, um... <laughs> oh, dear. Um, uh, look, we're being flippant about this, and uh, and yes, for, I think for a lot of us, it is a bit of fun and games, and yes, it'll just mean that uh, a few guys will wear um, leggings on a, uh, or, or wear the, the kind of um, compression kind of thing. So I used to wear, for example, one a bit, um, oh, what they used to call them now, not, um, anyway, I've gone, Skin something or other was the name of the band. The brand Skins, that, yeah, yeah. Skins, that's right. Yes, put some, you, you, you find a bunch of players in club rugby who wear skins for when it's sort of snowy and cold, just to try and keep it a bit warmer. Yeah, well, Aaron Smith wears um, them on his arms, you know, uh, you know, hmm. pretty much every, no matter what's going on, I assume he probably wears it in Brisbane, but you, you see him with them often. Um, and it might change the look a bit of, you know, it, it, it might actually have an interesting impact, and I don't necessarily mean it on a negative point of view, but have a look at American football, um, they tend to don um, the the you know uh, leggings and and you know every, everything pretty much uh, whether that's the the um, 
the quarterback or, or, or others. Um, and obviously they're playing in, in the American winter generally. Um, so yeah, rugby will look a little bit different um, being a winter game uh, with with this because I think it, it will take a bit of time. But I'd imagine the, the downsides are going to be outweighed by the the upsides of having sort of, you know, um, you're going to be warmer, um, slightly less, you know, quite small, minor, but probably, you know, when you have them, you know, problematic injuries, particularly with those uh, synthetic pitches or artificial pitches or whatever they call them, 5G, 4G, what the fuck, um, whatever it's called. It. Um, but I think it will it will change, you know, I, I can see in a couple of years, um, you know, particularly backs, um, <laughs> maybe it's rubbish, but, uh, you know, um, we're in the, uh, the leggings and, uh, you know, unless they're playing in Brisbane or South Africa at the high veld in the middle of summer, you know. Uh, but you, you make a good point there that, that, uh, that, we've, that we've already seen players wearing long sleeve skins or, or equivalent, whatever the brand is. Um, so, and we've also seen them wear the, the, the cycling shorts pretty much down to the knee, right, underneath mm. their shorts. So what's the difference between it? They're only exposing their knee when they've got their socks pulled up. It's not like it's a big difference if this all if it goes down to their ankle. Um, so anyone who complains about it, I I just don't see what the downside is. Um, I can no, only see it'll look different. It, it'll 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 be noticeable. Like if everyone's rocking them, it'll look different. And the traditionalists and kind of like the the sort of um, morbid traditionalists, I'd say, might go, oh, it looks odd. It looks strange. But it's just you know, it's just evolution, really. It's like heat gear. You know, you don't see that as much every day. Whereas you did 15 years ago all the time. So things yep. change. Um, and from a women's point of view, look, uh, I'd, I'd say having not been a teenage girl and not had to, and not sort of worried about body image in the same kind of, kind of way, but um, a, a lot of people, several people come out on on, uh, on Twitter and said, look, this is a bigger deal than you realize. Uh, so that's like, again, that can only be a positive. Also, if we're talking about these, uh, trying to spread the game into some of the Muslim countries in the Middle East as well, for example. Uh, where they're trying to push it, uh, then again, uh, the 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 covering the, the covering of legs is an important thing for that as well. So, look, uh, yeah, as you say, there's a slight aesthetic change, but apart from that, it's all good. So, I don't, I, yeah, anyone anyone who's, who's who's upset about it, really get a life. Um, you won't see as much blood. That'll be an interesting thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> just to, you know, if you get an injury, you're not gonna you're not gonna see it. It might uh, have have a um, you're not going to have the visible injuries that you sometimes get, although you know most of those are in the head anyway. So, yeah. so you're kind of saying it's more MCU style um, violence <laughs> rather than uh, yeah, rather, yeah, that's rather right. Than the Dark Knight style violence. That's um, true. For those of you with pop, who yeah, for those of you comic comic people, um, uh, that yeah, and, and say, yeah I, I think also that the, the 4G, 3G, 5G thing again, so just to stop those grazers is is also a good move. Yeah. Um, finally, uh, there's been an article on stuff about uh, the number of what players Wayne Pivak will be missing. And so apparently he's missing nine players who are playing on the English Premiership who won't be available for that game against the All Blacks. And if you add in all of the injured injured players, you, he might be missing up to as many as 21 players That's from uh, for selection, um, which is kind of nuts. I we say you have to be able to deal with injuries, but that's another level, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, a couple of points on this, a few minds. I mean, on, on one hand, I feel 
it's disappointing. I think Wales need to be at their best to be able to challenge the All Blacks. Uh, we're a bit of a bogey team for them. Um, just even turning up on the day with that black shirt is, um, you know, it, it is something that the Wales team for the last 60-odd, no, 67 years uh, seems to um, have a bit of an effect. Uh, and so it's disappointing because you always want to see a challenge. And I'm, you know, one day they will beat us. Um, and when you see this, you kind of go, oh, you know, it means that it's probably least likely to be this year. On the other hand, I keep hearing about this over the last two or three years, how depleted Wales have been. And I'm pretty sure they were reasonably depleted before they won the Six Nations. I could be wrong there, but they were considered to be a bit of a depleted team from injury. Um, and the last thing is you kind of hear this, before an ambush, right? Like, you know, I'm pretty sure the Argentinian team that beat the All Blacks um, was pretty depleted, if I'm if I'm not mistaken there. And so it does happen, you know, you hear about this tales of, you know, the teams are, you know, um, getting a bit of a battering and then, um, you know, I don't think that's when the players are underestimated. I think it's just, you know, um, it depends how good the second string Welsh team is and they should be pretty good, to be fair. And now, yeah, and when you say, look, um, Wales have had a history, uh, particularly recently, of yeah, of having a high number of players always not available. Mm. Um, we look at the number of uh, Tolupe Falatau's games he's played. He should have played a whole bunch more. Uh, whilst George North has played a lot, he also, again, should have played more games, really, um, except for ones he's missed through injury as well. So, yeah, you're quite right. That actually, um, those the, the, the side that's rolls out against New Zealand will have more caps than you expect considering the number of people that have been injured because they're always pulling up players. Mm. Uh, they, they do need a 40 odd man's 40 to 50 man squad. Um, whereas the All Blacks will only use um, 30 odd because there's, because the players don't play as much rugby. They're not injured as much and they get pulled out of a couple of super rugby games each, each year, which we moan about. But that keeps them from getting injured. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So the, the player management is just better. Absolutely. Um, I, I do think if, if we went back, I might have a look at this um, for for a future uh, one. Um, but I'm pretty sure I, I was listening to a podcast or maybe it was an article. And after Wales had a dreadful, um, what was it? Was it the Rainbow Cup or no? It wasn't the Rainbow Cup. Whatever the the sort of second Six Nations that was kind of an eight team. That what's, what was the eight team Six Nations with Fiji and that didn't get really get to play, Fiji and Georgia, I think. Um, Something Nations Cup was it? Yeah, it did have an interesting name. So Wales was dreadful in that competition and they did terribly. And it was kind of the most one of the most amazing turnarounds as they were horrendous i think they won one game and i think it was against the heavily depleted fiji or, or maybe it was another maybe they won two um but it was you know considered almost fire wayne pivac territory and i'm pretty sure at the end of that there was some talk about wales coming into it and, and it was that they were even more depleted after that terror run and so they were considered likely to get fifth in the six nations and then in the end, they turned around and came first. So um, it was a tight first because I think there were three teams with one loss or something like that, um, or a couple of teams with one loss. But uh, yeah, they 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 have a bit. It seems like they might have a bit of depth, or, or they've got they've got um, 
you know, it shouldn't affect them like it probably would affect a team like Australia or, you know, Scotland. Yep. So, folks, uh, it was uh, it was called the Autumn Nations Cup. That's right, Autumn Nations a, Cup. Um, yeah. a, a rather fetching um, kind of uh, rugby ball in uh, the the colour of autumn leaves. Oh, yeah, that's nice. It was actually pretty good. I, the Rainbow Cup was something else, wasn't it? That was the um, the Pro Fourteen uh, top uh, Pro Fourteen um, sort of variation when South Africa were playing themselves for the thirtieth time over a two-year period the African teams i mean um because they had if, if you have a look through there's probably a quite interesting cycle where the South African teams i'm not having to go at them they had to do it and it's probably one of the reasons why they they did as well as they've done in the last couple of well they beat the all blacks get on them um but they went i think they had super rugby unlocked and you were right paul and then they had curry cup and then they had some other curry cup thing some other sort of competition that they came up with the name and then they went into the rainbow cup and they only ended up playing themselves until the final so they had sort of four competitions and i got a bit confused about what the hell the names were of those um hopefully they never have to do that again because that would be i'd imagine that i'd imagine playing super rugby Aotearoa five times in a row wouldn't be that fun particularly if there's only four teams it makes it even worse yeah. what's your pick oh, for yeah, that well, game paul sorry for which game? What the? Uh, so you're picking. I assume you're picking a New Zealand win. But do you think the deplete the, the depleted sort of nature of Wales is going to uh, lead to a hammering? Ah, uh, yes. I, yeah, I can, it's only going to go one way um, on that one. Um, and um, since you've been um, uh, talking about it, and it's not uh, so, uh, and uh, Con was not uh, prompted to talk about this at all. Um, what I did. Um, the uh, last year was have a chat with um, uh, Jacques from the Yellow Cap and ask the question, has it been the Curry Cup on repeat? Um, where we did talk about that um, and uh, yeah, as you say um, the Rainbow Cup was uh, three rounds of derby games um, on, like, Curry Cup and then preparation series and now Rugby Cup, so it was, there was one preparation series, that's great so yes, the they, had Cup the they had the Curry Cup preparation series and then the Rainbow Cup. Yes, so basically four competitions on the bounce. Um, with uh, now they did add in and take out extra teams. Um, so there was the four Super Rugby mm, teams. Yeah, because um, with the Curry the, Cup, uh, the came awesome. in and out. Um, the uh, the Pumas and the Quickas as well. Yes, all uh, came in and out. So uh, it wasn't exactly just four teams over and over again, but not far from it. To be fair. Yeah, and the worst part of it. Well, one of the worst part was the Rainbow Cup was. That was supposed to be a Pro 14 round. You know, there were supposed to be games against yes. the teams in Europe. They were actually going to base themselves in Europe, I think, and then COVID meant that they had to can it, but they did have a final. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, that's available, as you can see, as a video or a podcast. If you become a supporter of NZ Sports Radio, you can go work, go and uh, um, check that out over at uh, nzsportradio.com. Um, and say, I had a chat with um, with Jax about that, and yeah, that, that exact topic earlier this year. Um, uh, going through uh, Check it out. Uh, all those um, those those back-to-back -back competitions. Um, well, thank you, Con. Um, I guess the the only problem I do have is that it doesn't look like you had a beer this time. No, no, I'm trying to be honest. I'm I'm trying not to drink Monday to Thursday, but this. Jeez. So today I didn't. Yesterday I did mm -hmm. because of this. 
So um, I'm trying. So I'm, it, you know, it's a it's an ongoing battle, but um, it's because I, I it's very easy to have quite a few beers when you're in semi-lockdown. It's a good excuse anyway. Uh, on a regular basis, I can see, yeah, yeah. I've actually and, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and on the weekend, um, uh, um, you know, wow, you know, I'm not I'm not a heavy drinker. I'm just a regular drinker. So, so yeah, hold on to me. Exactly. And that's, uh, again, those 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 beers are, are, have been drunk in ones and twos, Excuse not me. in uh, fives and sixes. Um, yeah, good on the you. The only good news I got today was that I w have been um, allowed to go to the Taranaki versus Otago game at Rotorua on Friday. Um, so, folks, there will not be a, locked, a 5 p.m. lockdown beers on Friday because I'll be on the road driving to that game um, to bring you post-match reaction and uh, obviously feed and, and obviously coverage from that game. So um, you can head... Uh, so, so yes, yes. So thank you um, to Bay of Plenty for um, confirming that for me. Um, thank you, Con, um, and uh, hope you're having. Uh, Sounds like you, you, you're surviving lockdown okay at the moment. Well, you're not, you're not, you're not so locked down down there in uh, in Canterbury, but no, um, quite lucky. You're hoping to get, to, or you, you might be getting to the Canterbury game this weekend. So, folks, um, do join us probably on. Um, well, I, I will we'll have definitely have a lockdown beers on on Sunday. Um, and also we'll be chatting about uh, the uh, the rugby all at 5pm and also 8pm on, on Tuesday night as well. So uh, if you want to get feedback of what it's actually like to be at the games, don't forget to join uh, myself, Con, Stephen, Ashwin, Boa and all the rest of us here on New Zealand Sport Radio. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you.